Just lift your hands and begin to pray and sing in tongues.
But how many of you know there's a time to sing in the spirit and pray in the spirit and now is the time. Yeah! Let it flow like a river from your mouth. Let it flow like a river from your mouth. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Yeah! Step into a different place. Oh, let it flow! I break every hindrance. I break every hindering work and every hindering spirit and every opposition. Every opposition. Every opposition that would hem us in and keep us from a spiritual flow. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the devil and his works over your life and I free your spirit. I free your spirit in the name of Jesus. Rise on eagle's wings. Rise on eagle's wings. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, like a river. Yeah, let it flow. Like a river. Let it flow. Oh, let it flow. Let it go. Oh, come on now. Don't be ashamed. Oh, don't be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Don't be ashamed of speaking in other tongues. Oh, a new tongue. A new tongue. A new tongue. A diverse tongue. Oh, diversities. I release a diverse tongue amongst you. I release a diverse tongue amongst you. I release a diverse tongue amongst you. In the name of Jesus. Special tongues, new tongues, diverse tongues. Let it flow, let it flow from the mouth. Like a river, like a river. Oh, glory, glory. We're pressing on in. We're pressing into the holy place. We're into the glory. We're leaving the flesh behind. And we're pursuing the spirit. We're seeking the Lord. Yes. Welcome to the Pentecostal meeting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Don't be ashamed of speaking and singing in other tongues. Yes. Shakatana meyandorusta. Shakatana manta tala badadai. Zingane, zibo, shade, dike, zamo, tale, zike. We are not ashamed of speaking in tongues in this church. We're not ashamed. of the river free in the river free in the spirit oh hallelujah speaking in other tongues in your heavenly language the language of angels hey whoa hey whoa she came 
Let your river flow. Let it flow. 
Condition or asthma or anything like that, 
any type of breathing condition asthma anything like that I want you to leave your seats come on the platform right now I believe God's going to give you some healing so if you have asthma or breathing problems of any type of condition leave your seats come down in the balcony don't be shy come onto the platform I'm going to pray for you right now but we're not moving into spectating mode just where you are receive a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and, and just bask in his glory just bring them all up anybody with breathing conditions just bring them straight up bring them up bring them all up that's right yes Lord just form a line I'm gonna need catchers because what's gonna happen is gonna happen very quickly here so I need the ministry team to be ready bring them forward bring them forward bring them forward bring them that's right bring come on to the space in a line line in the f is that everyone anybody else come we'll wait for you don't worry God's gonna release his healing power like a wave on this platform so I want us to be set up for this ready for this right where you are I want you to shut your eyes lift your hands to the Lord ready to receive and begin to receive where you are yes Lord is there anybody else everybody that has breathing difficulties all right everybody in the congregation believers watching on the internet want you to begin to pray that God would release his wave of healing over these people on the platform tonight sanctify this platform for healing sanctify this platform of the gospel for healing power take authority over every breathing problem in the name of Jesus asthma in the name of Jesus every condition in this place in the name of Jesus we take authority over you in the name of Jesus he's still the healer he's still the healer so father release now your healing power on this platform release it father release your healing power right now the healing flows the healing flows right now release every condition we speak to the root of every condition on this platform today and we break its power in your life we release healing flow breathing conditions lung conditions in the name of Jesus receive gifts of healing father receive your healing in the name of Jesus receive your healing in the name of Jesus receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth be healed 
Be healed in the name of Jesus. Healing flow, Lord. Healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring healing into this life right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. I release healing into your... Jesus, I, can re- I feel the healing anointing coming into your life. Be healed. Be healed. Healing anointing. Healing anointing. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be healed in Jesus' name from your condition. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, let that healing anointing flow on this platform. Be healed. Be healed. Release that healing anointing. More healing power. Lord, drive this sickness out. Drive this condition out. Bring healing, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let healing come. Lord, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet on this, let there be a healing flow. In the name of Jesus, we pronounce freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus. Be free, be liberated, receive healing, receive blessing upon your lives and in your bodies in the name of Jesus. We, t- we agree together as a congregation and in the name of Jesus that healing comes into your life. Freedom and deliverance over your precious lives and bodies. According to the word of the Lord, be healed. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a lovely healing flow just settling upon them right here. Don't want to disturb it. Just give the healing anointing it time to work. The rest of you can be seated. Just, just stay where you are on the platform don't rush it there's a healing anointing resting on you getting stronger and stronger stronger and stronger you're getting the overflow Marcia well then get it get it Marcia get the healing overflow healing overflow (laughs) this whole platform I tell you what if you're a catcher on this platform if you're a singer on this platform just receive it there's a healing anointing there's an overflow it was for them but it's just flowing if whatever your healing need is on this platform right now I want you to receive it don't ask me why God is just doing it right now for those on the platform. There must be a reason. He'll touch you where you are as well. But God is working something in individuals here. Healings. It's just is working. 
And it's just overflowing. Hallelujah. Yeah, just receive that. I don't want to rush God. Right where you're sitting, close your eyes and just open your hands to the Lord. Symbolically, I'm going to pray that that anointing that's on this platform would now move. And I see it's going to just move like a wonderful mist from this platform and it's going to move over the whole congregation. It's moving right now. I can see it like a mist in the spirit. It's just moving from this platform across the lower section and beginning to rise now. It's almost like it's rising through the floor of the balcony and I see this place being filled with a healing anointing. It's like a mist. Not just healing for the body but healing for the heart. Healing for the emotions. This place is just getting filled. It's getting filled with like smoke. Holy smoke. Holy mist. Take it where you are. Hallelujah. Whoa, let it out as well. There's some, there's some joy out there. Let the joy out. Don't worry about it. Let the joy out if it's there. Let it flow. Oh, more of your glory, Lord. More, more of your glory. Then fill this place, this temple with your glory. Fill your temples with your glory. Let it flow, Lord. Yeah. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield. Don't resist Him. Don't be a resistor to the current of the Holy Spirit. Be a lightning conductor. Be a superconductor. Whatever that means. Be a superconductor. No resistance. Don't let your mind become a resistor. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, Lord. Do it. Do the work. Release. Release. Yes, Lord. Increase. Increase. <laughs> Increase. <laughs> oh, Increase. 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 I speak an increase in the glory. An increase. Oh, in the balcony, Lord. Get them in the balcony, Lord. Presence. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Whoa. Flow. Flow. Go. Flow. Go. Flow. Go. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. Yeah. Shikara Bara Rusuto. 
flow go flow yeah hallelujah shikara bara sutara baya takada baya dada dada shikara day jimandura day kire day zigre day jebarundura buduru gururururururu yeah 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 hallelujah hallelujah shidi bidi bidi buduru come forward bring it forward bring it forward bring it forward bring it forward come, come forward come let it flow healing joy healing joy heavy anointing shikaba tikasha the kingdom of god is at hand reach up and take it the kingdom of god is at hand just take it it's not out there it's not far away it's within you grasp it by faith the kingdom of god is at hand Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. Glory. We're going to We're going to move on in this service. If you want to stay on the platform, you're welcome to stay. Don't feel you have to now step off. If there's still a flow, if there's still a glow, if there's still an anointing, just stay right where you are, even if that's all tonight. But when you're ready, you can step down, but don't rush the spirit. Amen. Amen. So just stay as long as you want. Don't rush, but when you're ready then you can go. Thank you. Turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 21. In the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips i will speak to this people and yet for all that they will not hear me and read that again 1 corinthians chapter 14 verse 20, 21 in the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips i will speak to this people and yet for the, all that they will not hear me In a few moments we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 21 and verse 11 but just to set a background to what's happening here in this passage Paul is dealing with the gift of tongues all right in this passage and what's happening is is that the Corinthian church are getting two types of gift of tongues mixed up how many of you know there are two types of speaking in tongues There is the personal speaking in tongues that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You shall speak with other tongues when you're baptized with the Spirit. The sign and the initial evidence of being baptized with the Spirit is speaking in tongues. Many other things may or may not happen during that time, but speaking in tongues most surely will. And what was happening was that the Corinthians had been baptized in the Holy Spirit and they'd received the personal gift of speaking in tongues. 
Now, the personal gift of speaking in tongues, you can exercise at any time that you want to. And all of us that speak in tongues tonight, we're doing that, weren't we? And if you don't speak in tongues yet, uh, I hope you got it while we were doing it, but there'll be opportunity for you at the end to speak in tongues if you're a believer. And, they, and this gift, speaking in tongues, you can do as you desire and as you will. You can choose to speak in tongues. You can choose to stop speaking in tongues. But what was happening in Corinthians is they were getting this personal gift, which edifies yourself, mixed up with the other type of gift of tongues, which is gift of tongues towards the body of Christ, right? So if I stand up here and speak in tongues, it's not going to profit you much because it will build me up and I'll come to that later. That's my own personal tongues. But if I move in the gift of tongues of the nine gifts of the Spirit, those gifts, the nine gifts of the Spirit, if I move in any of those, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, if I move in the gifts of the Spirit, it's for your benefit. You understand me? So all the nine gifts are for your benefit. When we move in the gifts of the Spirit, in the nine gifts, we do it for the benefit of others. I can't speak in the gift of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14 unless the Holy Spirit gives me a tongue for you. Do you hear? So I can speak in my own tongue whenever I want, but I can't speak in a tongue for the church unless the Lord gives it to me. Like I can't, I can't make a gift of healing. I can seek earnestly God for healing and to move in healing, but God will flow through healing through me as the Spirit desires. Understand? I can't determine a miracle. I can't do miracles. I can earnestly seek God for a miraculous ministry, but in the end, the Holy Spirit will give miracles as he desires. You understand what I'm saying? So with that particular gift of tongues. I can't move in a gift of tongues for you unless the Lord gives it to me, and then I can interpret it. And some of the things that was happening during the service tonight, during it, I was speaking in tongues, edifying myself. You were speaking in tongues, edifying yourself. That's all fine because we're edifying ourselves together. But there were occasions during that when I was moving in a tongue that was actually, and I could discern it, was a tongue directed to you. And then that was um, interpreted through some of the things I was singing and praying, okay? okay? Now, what was happening in the Corinthian church is that they were using their personal individual gift of tongues and they were ruining their services together. I mean, it, it, I don't want to go on too, on too much about it because this is background, but it would be like, you know, turning up at a service at Kensington Temple and we have the worship and it's people speaking in tongues. And then Gabriel comes to give the welcome and he does the welcome by speaking in tongues. And then Esteban comes to give the notices and he speaks in tongues. And then Colin comes to give the message or, or Bruce comes to do the offering talk and he speaks in tongues. And then Colin comes and gives the message, and instead of giving you the message, he stands there speaking to you in tongues. Well, by the end of that service, Gabriel would be blessed, Colin would be blessed, Esteban would be blessed, I'd be blessed, Colin would be blessed, because we're edifying ourselves. But it would have profited you nothing, you understand? Unless it was a gift focused on you with an interpretation, all right? So this is what Paul is dealing with. That's the background here, um, that they were using their individual tongues inappropriately. It's not inappropriate for us all to speak in tongues together as believers, because we're all being edified. You say, well, I don't speak in tongues. If you want to speak in tongues, you can. You can. 
God, Paul said in Corinthians, he said, it is my earnest desire, in fact, I will, the Greek word is thelo, I will that you all speak in tongues. Every believer can speak in tongues if they want to. It's God's gift for all believers. God intends all believers to speak in tongues, okay? And so uh, th that's important to say. Now, we looked at this verse, with men of other lips, other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. Now, I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 23, sorry, yeah, 28 and verse 11. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 11. This is the prophecy that um, Paul is speaking about and alluding to in Corinthians chapter 14, 21. Here we go. Isaiah 28, 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Now, when you read Isaiah, it talks about stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to this people. Paul has shown us in Corinthians that this prophecy is referring to the gift of speaking in tongues. Paul has quoted this and says, look, we're talking about tongues, and Isaiah has prophesied about speaking in tongues. And look, if you look at Isaiah, it speaks stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. But look, in the next verse, it tells us one very important aspect of speaking in personal tongues. It says, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Paul said, didn't he, in Corinthians, I'm not going through every verse, I don't have the time, but you can see it, you read 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, it's all there. Paul said this, he says, he or she that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks unto God. He also said that if you speak in tongues, you edify yourself, correct? Well, that edification is what Isaiah is talking about when he says, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. The gift of tongues is one of God's prime gifts for the believer to stay rested in the spirit and to stay refreshed. I mean, that building up, he who speaks an unknown tongue builds himself up. That building up, don't underestimate what that means. The building up, the Greek word is to build like to build a house. It's to strengthen. And this strengthening of gift of tongues is so important that we need to use it more and more and more. In fact, the gift of tongues is the door to all the other gifts. And, and you say, well, you know, how much does it strengthen me? Paul said to the Corinthians, I Speak, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. You see, I'm concerned that the gift of tongues is not being properly emphasized in the body of Christ today. It, it's become an accessory almost. You know, ladies, when you go out and you want to get the right dress for the right occasion. The first thing you do is find the right dress, don't you? I assume. You put me right if I'm wrong. You get the right... You don't... Do you, or do you go out and find the right handbag or the right pair of shoes, the accessories, and say, oh, these shoes, now I have to find a dress. That would be an odd way of doing it, wouldn't it? 
No, you get the main thing first, and then you look for the accessories. Well, I think that the gift of tongues is being treated like an accessory. That often charismatics and Pentecostals are going around with the gift of tongues like it's a handbag. It's an accessory. And that people are not properly understanding the value of the gift of tongues. I know it. I know it. I know that, that people who do speak in tongues, how much do you speak in tongues? A lot of people only speak in tongues for a little bit if they're in a worship service. And so many charismatic churches today and Pentecostal churches today hardly do that. So many charismatic Pentecostal worship services hardly have any tongues. If you're a guest from one of the charismatic Pentecostal churches, you might be surprised by how much we spoke in tongues tonight. Because often in charismatic services, I've been in them, what tends to happen is it's, it's normal worship. We'll, and remember, we'll sing with the mind. We'll pray with the mind, but we'll sing with the spirit. And often the singing in the spirit is just at the end of a slow song. In the certain, you know, you, you, you know it, the song peters out and there's a little bit of tongues and it finishes. Or if you go to one of these Pentecostal prayer meetings, you know, you go in and people start to pray in tongues. But is tongues an accessory to your spiritual life or is it the one main things? You see, Paul, was he messing around with the Christian life? The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was hardcore Christian, wasn't he? Hardcore Pentecostal, hardcore Apostle. He didn't mess around. He wasn't bothered with accessories. He kept the main thing, the main thing. But even when he came to the Corinthians, who were abusing and getting the gift of tongues all mixed up, he said, do you know what? With all your messing around with tongues, I thank God I still speak in tongues more than you all. Do you think Paul would speak in tongues more than all of those Corinthians unless it had a very powerful purpose in his life? No, Paul spoke in tongues. He, he, was, he was a tongue talker. He could even go to people who were excessively misusing the gift and say, you know, with all your misuse, I pray in tongues more than you all. He didn't just pray a little bit. In a cell group, he didn't just pray a little bit in a service. He didn't just pray a little bit. But this was his, one of his main ways of being edified, built up, strengthened to keep him going in the spirit. You know, John chapter 7, verse 37. John 7, 37. You, most of you know it well. So Jesus says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Now, what is living water? Well, the Greek for living water simply means flowing, moving water. Now, what did Jesus mean when he said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water, moving water? I believe one of the main things that Jesus meant was speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Because how do, how do you release that river? from your innermost being. Out of you will flow. How does that river flow out of you of living, moving, water? Well, maybe it does flow out when you lay hands on people, mightn't it? I could see that. You lay hands on people and it flows out. Maybe when you prophesy or preach or, or share something, I can, I can imagine that that's all part of it. But certainly, 
Certainly one of the main ways, if not the main way, on a day-to-day basis, that the river flows is out of your mouth through tongues, which often then leads to prophecy. Hear what I'm saying? So out of your innermost being flows. And that means that if you don't let it flow, if, it do, if you stop up the gate, how's it going to flow? How's it going to flow? How is it flowing out of your life? Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. You know, um, I remember one preacher putting it like this. And he said, you know, speaking in tongues and everything like that, this is a bit like the Hoover Dam, a big dam. You've got this big dam. You've seen pictures of them. And behind the dam is millions and billions of gallons of water, isn't there? But in front of the dam, at the bottom, there's just a little trickle of water. Because the whole of that force, that water, is dammed up. And the water in that dam, is it flowing? No. No, it's like a big lake. Is it flowing? No. There is a dam. But what do they do to release power and energy? What do they do with that dam? Well, they open the water gate, don't they? And they have different water gates at different levels and different uh, sizes. So the moment they open a water gate, what begins to happen? The huge, incredible pressure of those billions and billions and billions of gallons of water begins to press on that gate. And, and out of that gate that's open begins to flow water that was a reservoir, but now is pressure and is beginning to flow. But what does that flow do? Well, that flow turns those big turbines. The power of that water turns the turbines. And as those turbines begin to turn, they, they, they're linked to a dynamo that turns mechanical energy into electrical. Okay? The water flows through, the turbines go around, linked to a dynamo, and the dynamo produces energy. This is a wonderful picture of what speaking in tongues does. Because you say, well, what does, how does that link to speaking in tongues? He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies, builds himself up. How? By speaking in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, you're not going to get the edification, the building up, the strengthening, the refreshing that we've just seen here. For with stammering lips, stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Speaking in tongues is not an um, accessory. It's, it's not, so, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just tagged on. Oh yeah, I speak in tongues, yeah. It's, it's an experience, you know, notched it up. What else do I need to, oh, I need to get baptized in water. Oh, I need to speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is the life flow of the Holy Spirit. It's the word and the spirit. You get built up by feeding on the word. Tongues is not enough. But let me tell you something, non-Pentecostals. Word is not enough. Word is not enough. Word is not enough. You need the word and the spirit. And the primary release of the word and the spirit, and the outdoor sh- doors need to be shut outdoor, because um, although the river's flowing, um, our neighbors might not like it. 
the far door, the outer door, please. Thank you. And, and then it, uh, okay. I forgot what I was saying now. Word in the spirit. The word's not enough. It's milk, it's meat, but it's not enough. You need the spirit. And how does the spirit flow in your life on a daily basis? Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Because as you begin to speak out of your mouth, like the, the reservoir of the Holy Spirit is so big. So big. I remember David Yonggi Cho saying this. He said, you know what? He says, the Holy Spirit's power is like a vast ocean. And that vast ocean of the Holy Spirit's power is available for us. And there's nothing wrong with the ocean, but it, te- it depends how big your faith pipe is into that ocean. If you have small faith, then even though there's an ocean, it, only a little bit can get through your pipe of faith. You hear what I'm saying? But if you expand your faith, more of that ocean can flow through. And I thought that was a good picture of faith, but it's also a picture of speaking in tongues. You can't edify yourself with tongues unless you speak with tongues. But when you begin to speak, now the river or the reservoir, how, do you know, how many of you know, if you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit is in you. You have a reservoir, a lake, a, a sea of, of, the, of unlimited supply. But, if you, but it's no good as still water. What are you going to do? Sail a boat there? You need flowing water, living water. And when you begin to speak in tongues, the river begins to flow. You see, just as in that damn analogy, there is a natural water driving out of that gate. It's flowing now. It's turning the turbines. And then the dynamo turns that mechanical power into electric energy. Speaking in tongues, you can choose to speak in tongues or not to. It's a natural choice, isn't it? I chose to speak in tongues. But it's a bit like when I begin to choose to speak in tongues, what happens is natural energy begins to turn into supernatural power. I begin to speak in tongues. It's me that's opening the gate of the reservoir by speaking. I'm The Bible says you will speak in other tongues. You begin to speak, but as the tongues come, it's it's your spirit giving you the words. As your tongues come, natural, what begins in the natural becomes supernatural. It's like electric power edifying, strengthening, strengthening you. Now you say, well, is it that important? Yes, it is. The early Pentecostal revival was a revival based on tongues. Tongues. A hundred years ago, the Pentecostals were called the tongues people. Not just because they believed in tongues, but because they spoke in tongues. And it was the gift of tongues, along with the preaching of the word, but I'm focusing on the gift of tongues tonight. It was the gift of tongues that launched the greatest global worldwide mission of supernatural power that's ever been seen. It was tongues. The early Pentecostals believed, I mean, I mean, and some of them received. They said, I'm going to speak in tongues, and when I do, God's going to give me the language of the nation I'm going to go to. The first woman that spoke in tongues in the restoration of the Pentecostal movement, Agnes Osman, she spoke in Chinese, verified Chinese. Now, now that type of faith, it was tongues for power, tongues for mission. And they didn't stop speaking in tongues. And they were known as the tongues people. Is the charismatic Pentecostal church today, would we be known as the tongues people? 
Or would we be known as the prosperity people? Would we be known, uh, what, well, I don't know, I could go through a whole list. What would we be known of? What would we, the tongues people. Would we be known as the tongues people? No, right, tongues is an accessory. It's like a handbag that you wear. I'm telling you it's a, a reservoir of energy and power that needs to be released. Now, James chapter 3 in verse 8. Again, I won't turn to it, but you might want to. James chapter 3 in verse 8 is speaking in James 3 about the negative flow out of your mouth. If you're not familiar with the passage, turn to it. James 3.8. It talks about negative. It talks about the tongue is a little member of the body. But it has a tremendous impact. Yeah? It, it, James says it, it's like the rudder on a big ship. The ship is huge, but that little rudder turns it whatever way it wants. It determines the course and path of that massive ship. And James says that's just like the tongue. He talks about the, the, the illustration of a uh, horse. And he talks about a bit and bridle in the horse. I've learned to ride a horse. I love horse riding. And when you ride that horse, it's a big horse that you're on, but relatively, it's just in the mouth. You just turn it one way and the other. And James says, that's what the tongue is. And then he says, the tongue, the tongue is such a powerful thing. It's such a powerful, destructive thing. It can be set on fire by hell. And he says, it affects the course of life. In fact, the Greek behind that is the wheel of life, literally, the wheel of life. Meaning that your tongue determines your future. Your tongue determines whether you will be successful, whether you will fail. Your tongue is the rudder. Your tongue is the bridle and bit. Your tongue, you will never go anywhere where your tongue hasn't gone first. Positive or negative. And that's the picture. That is the picture of the negative use of the tongue, yeah? But there's a positive use. There's a flip side. In fact, Paul later on says, it's not right. And he uses the water analogy. It's not right that bitter water mixes with clean water. Is that right? So it's not right, my brethren, that we curse and then we bless and we take bitter. What is bitter water? Bitter water is water that life cannot live in. It's like the Dead Sea. You don't get any fish in the Dead Sea. Why? Because it's dead. It's bitter water. And it's not right. So, Paul, so James is saying, out of your mouth, there's a flow. It's bitter water or it's living water. And I believe that speaking in tongues sets on course your life. That's how powerful it is. That when you speak in tongues, you are here as a flow of the river. And it is going to affect everything. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect your mind. Speaking in tongues brings so many benefits into your life. Speaking in tongues. Often when you speak in tongues in a flow, you begin to get revelation. You're more sensitive to the spirit and to the things of the spirit. When you speak in tongues, that there is a refreshing. Because out of your innermost being, speaking in tongues is a cleansing exercise. You know that. Because as you speak in tongues, things deep within you rise to the surface. Things that need dealing with, things that need healing. As it comes, it's like a cleansing flow from the innermost being. If you just deal in the area or arena of the mind, you only deal with what's conscious. 
But there is so much that is subconscious in our life. Or can I say spiritual? Subconscious. I mean, do you ever have weird dreams? And you wake up, and of course God can give a dream, the devil can give a dream, but often our dreams somehow are bringing up, aren't they? The fears, the concerns, the hopes of our subconscious, correct? So when you speak in tongues, you're bringing things up. You're getting self-cleansed. You are in tune with the Spirit. Paul says, when you speak in tongues, you speak in mystery. You're speaking to the Father. It is a language, my friend. A language. Paul, again, in, that, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, speaks about there are various kinds of languages. Languages of angels. Various kinds of languages. And in that passage, what he's saying is, speaking in tongues is a genuine language. How many people, English is your second language? Okay. So you know that what your primary language is. But because you're in England, you, often, you're, you use English a lot, don't you? Well, that's because you were born or brought up as a citizen of a different nation, correct? So each citizen or each nation has its own national language. Well, on the day of Pentecost, God reversed Babel. Tower of Babel, everybody spoke the same. After the Tower of Babel, everybody spoke differently and went off with the people that they could understand. On the day of Pentecost, as a rushing wind came and the Holy Spirit filled them, what was the main thing that happened and, and abided? It was speaking in tongues. It was power for service. It was the Holy Spirit. But the thing that abided from the day of Pentecost was speaking in tongues. Two days later, there was no fire on their head. Two days later, there was no rushing wind. But two days later, two years later, two decades later, 200 years later, 2,000 years later, tongues remains. It's not just a little sign, oh, I got the baptism because I speak in tongues. It's the flow. It's the flow of the gate out of your mouth. Along with the word of God, it is the primary means of keeping supernatural, keeping spiritual, keeping refreshed, keeping in the prophetic. It's a language. It's a language. You are a citizen of heaven and you're given a heavenly language. And that means that we have to be open to speak it all. It's like, you know, um, uh, if, if I was learning French, and you understand, how many people speak French? Okay, I was learning French, and I came to, I've just started learning French. I said, oh, really, tell me. Bonjour, je m'appelle Bruce. Ça va? You go, oh, it's not bad after a week. Then I see you two years later, and you say, how's your French, Bruce? And I go, bonjour. Jemapel Bruce, Sava. You'd go, you've had a year learning French. But people are like that with tongues. People are like that with tongues. They get a few words and they don't flow. They don't flow. What happens? They get a few words because to begin with, when you're in a service and you're speaking in tongues, well, I don't know, do you remember when you were a non-Christian? Did you ever go to a service and they all start speaking in tongues? Isn't it true when you left there? Unless the preaching was extraordinary, what did you talk about? What was going on there? They all began to speak in weird language. That was weird. That freaked me out. That was a... Well, tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. You see? It's good. Even if, you're, even if a non-Christian goes away annoyed, it's good. 
Because we sing songs in the mind. They sing songs in the mind at rock concerts. We give preaching. They give speeches in town halls. But speaking in tongues. What's that about? Glory to God. Speaking in tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. But it is also, I'll come back to that, but it is also a language. So whenever you speak in tongues, you have to speak in tongues for it to be effective as if you are speaking in tongues for the first time. The first time. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what language is going to come out because it's not coming from my mind. I pray with my mind. I'll speak, I'll pr- praise with my mind. But this is coming out of my spirit. And your mind cannot get a hold of your spirit. Because your spirit is at a higher level than your mind. Because your spirit, if you're a Christian today, is born again. But your mind is only being saved and renewed. So speaking in tongues is a total language. When you speak in tongues, you should be, I don't know what, what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't know whether it's going to sound Chinese, Japanese, German, French, Russian. I don't know what accent's going to come. I don't know what type of word. I'm just going to speak in tongues by faith. Now you're flowing. But your mind is clever. And your mind acts like this. I'm not down on the mind, by the way. We just pushed the whole Bible school. I got a degree. But I'm focusing on tongues tonight. Your mind goes like this. If it were to speak, it goes, that was weird, that speaking in tongues. Because it doesn't go through me. I'm the mind. I'm in charge of this show. Since, since my master or mistress has got born again, there's something new. There's a new creation, something else wanting to bubble up. I was the mind. I was, I was in charge. And then, the, and then my master or mistress began speaking this weird language, and I thought, that's weird. Don't like that. Weird, weird, weird. But then after a while, I got used to the shimmy, shimmy shoe. Because that's all my master, mistress said. Shimmy, shimmy, shoo. And I thought, do you know what? I'm a mind. I can say that too. I can say shimmy, shimmy, shoo. And then what happens is the mind tries to fake it. And we stop moving in the spirit and we move back into the counterfeit. So it's like, we're not even at shimmy, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo. Shimmy, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo. Oh, shimmy, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo, shimmy, shoo. How do you know? Is that your mind or your spirit? You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes I hear people praying in tongues. I know it is by the same words that they speak. And I think, is that really a new language? Not just a new language, the greatest language in the universe. It's not Hebrew. It's not French, obviously. It's not even English. It's tongues. Oh, glory to God. And not just diversities of tongues, various tongues for various things. Glory to God. So when you speak in tongues, you should say to yourself, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Now you're ready for a flow. God deliver us from counterfeit mind Pentecostal tongues. There's just the same old shimmy, shimmy shoe. And the person's not connected to the spirit by faith. And is just shimmying, shooing. And there's no deliverance, no power, no flow, no release of energy, no edifying. Nothing changes because it's not tongues of the spirit. And tongues is a sign for the unbeliever. That's why I, I, we're not embarrassed to speak in tongues. Not embarrassed to speak in tongues. Not embarrassed to speak in tongues. When they came out of the uh, upper room, they didn't go, Shekha, ooh, sorry, non-Christian. Shekha, ooh, someone has never heard this before. But they went, Shekha, they're drunk. They're weird. They're cults. We're not drunk as you suppose. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the story. 
And uh, I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit at university, and that's a story in itself, but I was speaking in tongues, my friend, and, and I was at Durham University in St. Aidan's College, and I was like in, co- in, in college, so we had breakfast made for us, lunch made for us, dinner made for us. And um, in the second year, we had a, a new Jap- Japanese college was created in Durham University, and they had their own living quarters, but they shared meals with us, which was great. And there was a, one Japanese guy, and uh, uh, he was a real character, didn't speak English much, and um, he would go, when he took his cup for his coffee, he'd have all the racks of cups. He would go, and he'd count them for his lucky cup. What are you doing? Lucky cup, lucky cup. And he'd count it. So that's odd. And my friend, who was always speaking in tongues, said, hey, Bruce, this is at breakfast, 8 o'clock in the morning at breakfast, before lectures. He said, hey, Bruce, if I speak to a Japanese friend across the table in tongues, right, as if it's a language, I'll just go like, oh, koramandida sekete? Like, you know, if I do, he said that to me, he said, if I do that like that, he said, what do you think will happen? I said, I don't know. I said, but it'd be quite interesting because he won't know we're speaking in tongues. He might think it's a different language. He said, shall I try? I said, go ahead. It should be fun, you know. Still waking up. Go ahead. Why not? So I can't remember what his name was, but he, he calls him by name and he, he looks up and he goes, Shukarabakan delavasite? Kuturabatata sakata? And the, the, the hall is filled with students, you know what I mean? So he's a kudarabashi today, sabakatada. Like he's asking if you want more sugar. As soon as he starts speaking, the Japanese guy puts his hands on his ears and goes, Aah! and the whole hall, breakfast hall, stops. So I look at my friend and he looks at me and he stands on the table and preaches the gospel. No, he doesn't. We just stopped doing it. <laughs> but I thought to myself, that's amazing. This is power. There's a person that doesn't know anything about Christianity, nothing about tongues, didn't even know we were speaking a spiritual language. It's at breakfast in the morning, and that's the reaction. Glory to God. I've used that as an illustration. We download mysteries when we speak in tongues. And those mysteries filter into our minds and our hearts. You begin to have insights you didn't have before. You're being led by the Spirit, by this speaking in tongues, this flow that comes from your heart, this, this river, this water gate, this door to all the other gifts. I speak in tongues more than you all. And so the power of the Pentecostal movement was the personal gift of tongues, keeping people over in the supernatural realm, over in the spiritual realm. If you're tired all the time, If you're spiritually tired, I guarantee, I guarantee that you don't speak in tongues much. We say, well, yeah, it's because I'm spiritually tired, I suppose so. But see, you don't speak in tongues. I guarantee you need to speak in tongues and be like Paul and say, we need to compete in speaking in tongues. I don't mean in the same way the Corinthians do, you know, your turn on the platform, see if you can do three hours. I'm talking about we, we, we need to flow, we need to get those tongues out and flow in tongues. Flow in tongues. Flow in tongues. Not the same old tongues. God can give. When I say that, I'm challenging you to be ready for any type of tongues that the God wants to speak to you. Because then it's effective. But God may give. Sometimes I'm speaking in tongues, I get the same word. It's like stuck over and it's like a broken record over and over again. But I can't move on because God's on it. Do you know what I'm saying? 
There was a man, I heard a story of a man, and he was in a church, and he just, and he got a gift of tongues, he was going, VJ, 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 VJ. And the pastor went, all right. Well, that's a start. Got to start somewhere. And next week, he was like, VJ, VJ, VJ. Weeks were going by. Everybody's speaking tongues, he go, VJ, 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 VJ. And the pastor thought, you know what, I'm going to have a word with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's time, time for him to move on, ABCs, you know what I mean? He was going to have a word with him, and that day, there was a person from another nation, and he was in that place, and, then, and, he, and, and, they, and they started speaking in tongues, and the guy went, VJ, 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 or words to that effect. It was, I'm sure it was that. And he says to the pastor, that person is saying, praise the Lord in my language. He just keeps saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Because sometimes you're speaking in tongues, and God puts it in the language of somebody else. That's why it's a superior language. Sometimes you can speak in tongues and sometimes everybody hears it in their own language. It's possible. It's a superior tongue. And so I'm not saying that God can't at times give you one word. You hear what I'm saying? But I'm saying we have to get in the flow of this and let this thing happen. God wants us to move in tongues. You saw the breakthrough tonight. Tongues gave us a breakthrough. Some of you got released and encouraged and delivered and put over. You were weary. You were strengthened. Last week I was led to speak on healing, but the week before we were speaking in tongues again. And I'm not saying we're going to do that every week. We'll do what the Lord tells us to do. But it's like a model for where you are to speak in tongues. It is your, your spiritual dynamo. You know when you're on a bike and you're pedaling and, and you've got that dynamo. And when you're not pedaling, the light's not on. But when you're pedaling... That energy turns it. That's what speaking in tongues is. It's going ma major ministries, major ministries that move in the, in the gifts of the Spirit. When they move in the gifts of the Spirit, they speak in tongues a lot of time beforehand. I heard one major ministry speaking. I tell you his name, but I've forgotten his name. Um, it was the one I was telling you about, Shakti, and I've forgotten his name. Bill Hammond. Bill Hammond said that when he, a famous prophetic ministry from America, Bill Hammond said that when he moved in the prophetic to begin with, he got tired so easily. Service after service. And he would pray for like, prophesy over four or five and, and then he'd dry up or he'd just get tired. And then someone said, you need to speak in tongues more. You need to get the flow. So when he was tired and when he was getting ready for ministry, when he had something to do, he began to speak in other tongues, speak in other tongues and let the flow. And then he said he got into services and he was prophesying over tens and hundreds of people because of the supernatural building up, the energy, the refreshment we saw in Isaiah 28. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing with a stammering lip and another tongue. You might not hear the speaking in tongues that's taken place in the quiet place. But what will come out of that stammering speaking in tongue will bless your life. Because when the river flows out of your mouth, it flows over other people. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. We're going to open up the floor in a few moments for those that want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, want to speak in other tongues. And we're going to have, if the worship team could come up, we're going to have about 10 minutes of worship, just praising and sealing what's happened today. I've been speaking on tongues because that's what the Lord led me to do. Now, if you're not a Christian yet in this place, well, you're just, you're just hearing us talk about the flow. But there's enough in what I'm talking about to show you the supernatural gospel because Jesus died on the cross so that the rivers of salvation could flow. And 
The Bible says that if you're not right with God, you're, you're a parched desert, dry, weary. But God promised that he would bring pools into the wilderness. Rivers would flow into the dry land. And the way that he opened up the rivers of life was that he died in your place on the cross. He died on the cross for the sins of the world. And he rose again. And all you have to do to have God bring eternal life into your life is believe. You don't have to be religious. You just have to believe that Jesus died for you. And if you believe that he died for you, rose and is seated at the right hand of the Father, my friend, you're saved. I'm going to give you an opportunity now. If you're ready to receive Jesus, every head bowed, and you say, God, I want that. I want to be saved. I want life. I want, I want salvation. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again and lives for me. Just lift your hand right where you are. We're going to pray for you. You want it? Just lift your hand. Up in the balcony, down here, lift your hand. Yes. Anybody else? Not going to protect, prolong this. Is there, I'm asking for the last time. If you say, I want to be right with God, lift your hand now. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to invite the uh, ministry team to come forward, please. And um, just for the next 10 minutes or so, we're just going to worship the Lord. If you need to go, you're welcome to go during this period and exercise. But if you want to be prayed for, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, come out. Or if you've got a special need that you've come tonight with, a physical need or any need at all, and a financial need. If you have a specific need that you came tonight and said, I'll come for prayer for this then while you're free to come forward as well. And we will pray the prayer of faith and believe that God will bring a shift in your life. Amen. Let's all stand together.